Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, we're, uh, I'm at a coffee shop and uh, we're doing a, kind of a conference call here. Um, and if you haven't seen our last episode, uh, what we did is, is Jeff had a, uh, a property lead that he has, um, pretty typical lead. Um, so we ran through the numbers on that. He asked me what I would do. I didn't see the deal before, didn't hear about it um, prior to the call. So Jeff put me on the spot. And then if you go back and watch that, what you'll figure out is we just kind of worked backwards. Um, so if you haven't watched that, go back and watch that previous episode uh, before you watch this one or before you listen to this one. Um, and, and now, so we, we talked about um, all of the expenses, just to kind of recap here. We talked about all the expenses um, and we kind of figured out where our payment needs to be um, a month to the seller, which is about $1,050, um, in order to give us $300 in cash flow a month um, and, and be able to cover all of our expenses on the property. And so kind of where we got on that is, um, you know, if we the purchase price, I think that the offer I said, Jeff, is the purchase price would be 300, I'd put 25 down um, and offer him 2% interest. Um, and so that amortized over 30 years, amortized over 30 years. Right. So that would put my payment, uh, right around that thousand fifty mark, um, or close to it. Uh, so that's, that's where I was at on that offer. Now, um, with that said, that's me coming, you know, out of pocket with more money. Um, and it's, it may not even be that appealing to the seller because we're $25,000 below their, uh, asking price. And you know, they're not, they're only getting what, like 2% interest. I mean, that's, that, that might not be that appealing, but yep. who knows? So from here guys, what we're going to do is, uh, Jeff kind of had some other ideas of what, what we could do to create a couple more offers, right, Jeff? Yes. And so that's, that's where we're at. So again, if you haven't listened to that last episode or haven't seen that one, go back and do that so that this one makes sense. Yeah, this is going to be, I, I love the, doing these types of uh, podcasts because I think this is going to be super helpful to our listeners. Uh, and it's, it's a little creative, so it's good for me too. Right. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned, Jonathan, is that, so when, when we figured out that, hey, what he thinks this property is worth, maybe even what he's asking for the this property based on what you can get in rents, that the price is too high. So right. we can approach this in a couple of different ways. One, we can lower the price, but now we've got to try to get the seller on board, right? And uh, for whatever reason, this, is, this price is in his head, uh, for right or wrong. It's something that, 
we would have to negotiate. And certainly one of the ways that we can do that is just offer a lower price. However, one of the things that I'm always thinking about is I want you to accept terms. Right. Uh, for my cash offer, I'm going to have to come in so significantly less to make this deal work that most likely you're just going to be insulted. You're not even going to respond to my offer. And we're not going to be on the same page, right? I mean, right. and I'll tell you what my cash offer is. And to be honest, it probably should be even a little lower. Uh, uh, I think my cash offer was... 267 um, and some change. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're 15, would be almost 60,000 less than what they're asking, right? Yeah. What, what are the chances on a free and clear property that he's going to accept that offer? No, that very, very slim because the property's in great condition aside from the roof. Right. Condition. Uh, and he already thinks in his mind he's discounted the property some for yeah, the Yeah, yeah. For the, the cash offer is a slim to none chance, right? So rather than lowering the price, why don't we figure out a way that we can still offer him either close to the same what he's asking, maybe even more. Can you think of any way that we might be able to do that? Um, Without raising your down payment, because that if you keep raising that down payment, that cash on cash return keeps getting smaller and smaller. Um, so I, I don't know, aside from like borrowing money on the property and having the seller subordinate or take second position. Okay, um, we'll get to that, but that's good. I'm glad you came up with that. Okay, so I mean, aside from that, I'm not sure here. So what, what's the monthly payment that we need to stay within? Uh, to the seller, 1050 that's like top, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, how about this? What if we offered the seller three twenty-five? What if we offered him three thirty-five for the for the property, and we offered him a thousand dollars a month or nine ninety or something like that for three to four years, principal only? Okay. Will that work? It could. Yeah. Let's so. So that would be so thousand dollars a month. Yep. Lonely. Yep. What was the term? Three to four years. So maybe three years at three twenty-five. Maybe okay. four years at three thirty-three or something like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with this strategy, are you just trying to see if we can get somewhere close um, to the eighty percent loan to value? at the end of that term so that we could refi out of it or that would be the preference. But at the same time, I really don't know what the value is on this though. So I'm trying to get a significant, you know, at least uh, a significant where, where it's going to make sense to hold this property for the next three or four years. Like you're going to make a good return on your investment and okay. at least give me in that vicinity because I haven't really run comps. I don't truly, I personally don't think it's worth 350. That Those numbers don't work. To me, it's not worth that. Maybe okay. it's worth three to 325, somewhere in that range. Um, but at 300, you'd have to be at 240. I don't think we're getting that low. No. Uh, at 325, uh, you know, 260-ish, 265. 
I at least want to make sure that there's going to be some equity at that point. Okay. Okay. But could we do that? Yeah. Um, we could, right? We could actually offer him his price, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah, and just just doing uh, principal only payments, so we get that sort of paying down that principal every single month. Yeah, and then we still have that cash flow, and I, and that's really if you're if you're the buy and hold guy, if you're holding this as an investment, you want that cash on cash return, um, or. If you are wholesaling it, you're going to want to give your buyer that cash on cash return. That's right. Okay. And now we can stay at our down payment of around 15 um, and uh, still give the seller something that would make sense, right? Okay. So you do 15K down. So you do 325 purchase price. Yep. Uh, 15K down and then just $1,000 principal payments for three years. Yep. Okay, cool. Or you could use like the simple interest that I like to use, the, the kind of the hybrid. Uh, the same kind of thing. Um, uh, the reason that I like it is that principal-only payments, uh, there's, I wouldn't say I never use it, I just don't use it often. And th there's some issues. Uh, one is if the seller was to be audited by the IRS, the IRS is going to say, no one sells properties at 0% interest, we're going to place an interest rate and it's actually going to hurt the seller in some way. Uh, so if they go and talk to a CPA, they will find that out that, that the IRS doesn't like 0% interest. That's to say, I still, I still make those offers on occasion, but not often. Okay. What I'd prefer to do is come up with, uh, it's almost the same exact thing that we were just talking about. So my price was $325, uh, $15,000 down, $990 a month payment, 2.5% simple interest. Uh, but I didn't like, because the payment's so low compared to the loan balance, it doesn't pay down that much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if your payment is so much lower than what it should be, uh, the principal pay down is not as much as you would like it to be. Yeah. So let's talk about how you figure this out. And I'm going to help you two different ways just quickly. So again, if your purchase price is three twenty-five dollars and you're offering $15,000 down, you have a principal balance left of $310,000. Right. If you're working on a financial calculator, you put in three hundred and ten thousand as your present value. You take the interest rate. I like to use two and a half percent, but you could use three, two point seven five, three point two five. Um, two point five was based on that. At one point, it was the lowest federal interest rate, but I haven't really been keeping up with that. So that's just a random number that I like to use. Okay. Uh, so. Enter 2.5 as interest in your calculator. Okay. Okay, and here's where it gets different than your normal way of figuring out an amortization. This is not amortized. Uh, so I'm going to enter in the amount of months that I want this loan. So normally I th this would be my 36 month loan, but the pay down wasn't good enough. So I extended it to four years, 48 months. So put 48 in as N, 
And now here's the second difference. Normally now you would just solve for payment and we're not doing that. We decided what the payment is based on what we can afford to pay each month. Okay, so we plug that in. So we put 990 and we enter it in as a negative as payment. And now what we solve for is future value. And that comes out to $292,644. 76 cents. Correct. Uh, so uh, you're, you're not getting a huge pay down. You're getting about $18,000 over four years. Um, but that's the best I could come up with. And to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have just made a principal only payment. I, I like that better in this case because this just doesn't pay down as much as I would like it to. And I could probably offer him a little bit more, maybe try to get his attention with the purchase price. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, by the way, the other way to figure this out is take 310,000 and just multiply it by 0 0.025. That's about $7,750 a month, or not a month, um, a year. And okay, sorry. What I'm trying to follow you here. What did you do again? Oh, so take the three hundred and ten thousand. That's our okay. principal balance. Yeah. Times point oh two five. Right. How much interest that you would pay over the course of a year? Okay. Seven thousand seven hundred and fifty. Right. So you divide that by twelve. Ninety times twelve. We're paying eleven thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars. So. The balance, uh, if you take 11880 and you minus the 7750 that's how much money is going toward principal. Um, the reason I like to figure it out the first way is that it will take in the account the pay down after the first year and will continue to, to work it that way. But this is a, an easy way to start seeing you know, how it works. Okay. Okay. So that's one way. So we could have offered principal only payments and come in at that purchase price or even a little bit higher, depending on how long of a term we'd like to, to keep it up. Okay. That's one way we can get our payment and their price. Here's something that I really like everyone to understand. When we're creating financing, a lot of times it becomes seller's price, my terms. If it's your terms, it's my price. Does that make sense? Right. Those are the two kind of the give and take. Now, there's more give and take, but that's how I like to look at it. Okay. Right. So here's a second option. Okay, so I still want to try to come in somewhere near what they're asking, right? If I want to try to give them close to, sometimes I can't, but I want to try to give them somewhere close to what they're asking and I want them to accept terms. And so that's the whole reason of why we do that. So in this case, what I'd like to do is, so I offered them a four year term. Now I'm going to offer them a little longer term and a little counterintuitive because you would think that uh, the longer term would be a higher price, maybe even a higher down payment, maybe even a higher interest rate. But in this case, we already know we can't do that, right? Because our payment will be too high. This deal won't work. Right. So what I did is I lowered the price a bit. I came down to 315000 
not terribly far. I, I think people that are off asking 325 would still accept 315. Okay, so 315, and are you putting 10, 15 down or? 20 down in this case. Okay. And I am actually, I, I almost never make this offer, but this is the only way I could figure out how to make this work. Uh, so but where are we at? We're at $295,000 note, right? Yeah. So what if we offer only interest only? Interest only, okay. So let's take 4% interest. See 4%, okay. Times 95. Yeah, 295. So that's 11,800 a year. Divided by 12. Divide that by 12. And that'll put us at 983. So that works, right? Yeah, kind of right where we want to be. Now, granted, we're not getting any principal pay down. Right. So we want to extend our term. Uh, because we'll make good cash flow, so we want to make it worth our while for as long as we can. I made it six years. I probably should have made it seven, maybe eight. Okay. Uh, because aren't we also, in that first option that I offered, so if we did principal only, the net is whatever the purchase price was, right? Yeah. 325 330 333 that's what they would net. Right. With the way that I did it with the two and a half percent interest over the course of four years, they netted three fifty five one sixty four. Okay. So an additional like thirty thousand dollars on top of the purchase price. Okay. On this one, they net everything, uh, all the payments. On yeah. The, right. Because there's no principal pay down. Right. We're still, because I lowered the price a bit, we're still at about the same payoff as the first option. Um, we'd be at 295 here. It was like 292,644. Yeah. Uh, could you come in a little less interest, three and a half percent, maybe make you know a little more cash flow, um, start applying a little bit of that toward your principal payout? Of course. Um, but the goal here is, how do we think through some of these things? How do we come up with offers that would still work on properties that either are overpriced or just don't fit you know, uh, the certain criteria? Yeah, yeah. Or a scenario where you know maybe they had an underlying mortgage and their payment was somewhere around that. Well, the, and, and we talked about this on the last episode. If there was an underlying mortgage, this becomes extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, Probably I mean, even if they think about it, even if the seller owed 150 grand and their payment was like 850 a month, uh, there wouldn't be much cash flow coming to the seller. Right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about one last option, and I I think that'll be enough to at least get you to start saying, hey, you don't have to use these options on every deal. You don't actually, um, I, I don't, I rarely use interest only, but hey, sometimes it's needed. I rarely use principal only, but hey, sometimes that's the only way I can structure something. 
and take it or leave it, Mr. Seller. This is what I can offer unless you want to talk about a more realistic price. Yeah. Right. Perfect. All right. So option three was the, uh, something that you brought up earlier, which was subordination. And uh, now again, here, here's where subordination is great. And here's where it's got some limitations. It really depends on if you're going to borrow money in first position on this property, uh, you got to keep into account, most likely you're borrowing that money at a higher interest rate, even though it's interest only, most likely, that uh, yeah, we still need to stay within that $1,000 a month parameter, that being paying the first, paying the seller's equity in second position, paying two different mortgages, they both have to still total a thousand. If we go over that thousand, we're defeating the purpose. Right. So what what do you think that we could offer on a subordination, Jonathan? Oh, sticking around that. I don't know, that still that, that same purchase price, three fifteen. Up to you. Um let's see here. So I guess we I guess we still wanted to keep our payment the same, right? We got we got to stay no more than a thousand fifty. That that part we know. Okay. Can't go above that. So. And if we were, to, so if we were to structure this, would we want to give anything to the seller on top of the first? No. Uh, the, 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 what, the whole goal with subordination is hey, the money that we're going to borrow against the property, you're going to get. Uh, Up front. That's going to be their down payment. So right now, we were only able to offer 15000 and 20000 well, What if this seller's issue is they, they need some money to go do something? What can we get them You know, that might be a little more enticing? So I'm just like, just off the top of my head, just throw yeah, like a hundred thousand. How much? hundred thousand. hundred. Okay. What, what do you think you could borrow a hundred grand for? Eight percent. Eight percent. Interest. That puts your payment at 666. What's the purchase price that you're going to offer the seller? Um, say 315. 315. So you still owe them 215. Yeah. How much money can you pay them a month if you're if you're paying you're six, about 666? About 300. 300. Um, how are you going to, I mean, $300 a month payment on a $215,000 note is not a lot of money, right? It doesn't really work, huh? Well, uh, how do you make it worth your while? I mean, um, yeah, even if you did it principal only, you're getting a $3,600 a year principal pay down um, to even get to uh, you know, 10% pay down on this. You'd have to go about 10 years, eight to okay. 10. So let's not go so much money down um, because remember, you're paying that, and this is private money. This would be money that you go and find someone that's got money sitting around that they're not getting a great return on or 
IRA money, retirement, that kind of stuff that would love to, I mean, how hard of a loan is this to make if this ha this property is worth at least 300,000, even at a hundred grand, they're yeah. at 33% loan to value and they're getting monthly payments uh, and their money's certainly secured, right? Right. So I, I'm gonna come in even less. I came in at 55,000. Okay, let's see that, 55 at 8%. Yeah, now granted, I might be able to find this money at five or six percent, which will only help me, but I'm not going into making this offer thinking I'm going to find six percent money. Yeah. Because uh, that'll throw my numbers off. I, I'm I know I can find eight percent money. Okay, so that's uh so that payment, fifty five thousand, eight percent interest, simple interest a year. Um that would put your payment at three sixty six. Uh, to your 55,000 times 0 0.08 divided yep. by 12. Right, correct. Okay. So now we have another $600 to work with, right? Yeah. Still not ideal, maybe 650 if we wanted to. Um, uh, so why not? Now we owe the seller, let's say that we offered them three and a quarter, the same amount that they're asking. We're giving them $55,000 down. We yeah. still owe them two seventy, but now we do a six hundred dollar a month principal only payment, uh, and we do it for forty two months is what I decided. Um, why? Because I needed enough principal pay down to make it make sense. Um, could you go longer? Certainly, but how much is the seller netting on this offer? Um, you said principal pay principal only. Yep. So he's netting three twenty five. That's right. So, the, uh, however long you get them to stay in it, whether it's three years, four years, five years, eight years, they're only netting. Uh, whenever we have that principal only, they're only netting the amount that we're offering. So this one, it, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to keep the term relatively short. At the same time, get enough principal pay down to make it worthwhile. Now, right. granted, if I'm buying this property, I just bought it no money down if they accept this offer. Right. So if I don't get as much principal pay down, I didn't put any money down. I, I got it zero money down. I can go borrow the 55 and the seller is lending me the rest of the money. Yeah. So if my, you know, if I don't have a, a lot of principal pay down at the end. Well, I didn't put any money into it. Yeah. If I'm wholesaling it, the only money that I'm looking for my seller to come up with is my wholesale fee. Right. So cash on cash return becomes much larger using this kind of thing. This well, strategy. Yeah, it's infinite. If you if you have no money out of your own pocket, it's an infinite return. Right. And if you were making now, you know, three fifty a month, forty two hundred dollars for the year, and you have no money into it other than you have a roof expense coming up. Um, uh, let's say that you're gonna have 10 grand. Uh, that's about a 42% return on your investment, not bad. Right, right. This is what uh, Robert Kiyosaki calls using debt to create money or to create cash flow. Yeah. Uh, so as you see, we came up with actually three, four, maybe even more offers uh, on a property that wasn't much of a 
I, I mean, it still isn't. It, it's not like a super good deal. Uh, and ultimately, he's asking too much for this property. But we did come up with ways that made it, maybe he's finding out right now that he's asking too much and uh, he's stubborn and doesn't really want to reduce his purchase price. And we just offered him three, four ways to, to sell the property with close to, if not what he's asking, uh, better than he's going to get anywhere else, I, I would think. Right, right. And that is how it's done. Was that helpful? Yeah, very. It's it. I think uh, for me and for our listeners out there, uh, actually sitting down and running through the numbers and punching numbers into a calculator, um, and 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 trying to figure out um, and what what we could give them down, and and then what does that leave us in balance, and then could we give them any you know additional uh, interest, or do we want it to be principal pay down? Doing that, sitting down, actually doing, running through the numbers, that's, that's how you're going to learn this. Um, and that's how I'm learning this, right? So uh, if you guys are out there wondering, like, man, this is so hard to comprehend, to wrap my head around, um, pull out a financial calculator, go through the numbers with us as we're punching them in, um, and it'll begin to make a lot more sense for you guys. Um, and... We're going to start doing uh, an offer tutorial um, screen recording or a screencast um, where, where Jeff's going to actually uh, run through the numbers like this on how he makes offers. And once we, once we start making those, all you guys got to do is watch the video and plug in the numbers into your calculator as, as he is in his. And uh, we're going to have a, you know, a, a calculator on the screen so that you guys can see it in real time as he's punching the numbers in. But yeah, Jeff, absolutely. This is so helpful. And I think it was kind of a fun exercise. So we're going to do um, a couple more examples uh, here in the near future, uh, just like this. And uh, we'll make, we'll make recordings um, uh, like we're doing now so that uh, you guys can see that. And we'll have a calculator on the screen next time, even if it can I, can I point out one thing that I, I think is super crucial in this whole thing? Uh, you know, because otherwise you are just working blindly trying to come up with offers. If you think back, Jonathan, what did we do that has been super helpful to, to help us figure out how to make these offers? We figured out what we can pay the seller. That uh, is so we, yeah, we, we just worked backwards. We figured out what we can get in rents and then what we want, what we need in cash flow, and then what the expenses are. And then after all of that, we decided from there um, what we could actually give the seller. And that you have to do that. Otherwise, you're right, Jeff, you're just spinning your wheels here and you're just throwing, throwing mud at the wall trying to see what sticks. And if you notice, we then structured all the other offers based on within you know, 50 to $100 a month payment. There's not much difference. Uh, there's some different offers, different down payment, different purchase price, principal only, interest rate, all that kind of stuff. But one thing stays fairly consistent, and that is the monthly payment. To the seller, and, yeah. yeah. And if that monthly payment doesn't work, 
too bad. This deal doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but we were only able to structure multiple options for the seller based on that. We know what we can pay per month. Right. Because uh, uh, you know, when we figured out, hey, based on you know, just the purchase price with a reasonable down payment, the, the, the monthly payment is going to be $1,300, $1,400 a month, principal yeah. and interest. That wouldn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. And so what I learned, Jeff, after we were kind of figuring out what that offer would be, um, playing with the numbers there on the purchase price with 15 down or 25 down, and then um, you know just playing with that interest rate, lowering that interest rate till we get our payments right in line, what you came up with then is, okay, what if we only did a principal-only payment? Or what if we only did an interest-only payment? We can make the deal work that way. So that's one thing that I, I learned by running through this exercise is, okay, if we can't make the payment work um, by amortizing the loan um, with, you know, staying in, in the, well, being in the deal very light still, you know, less than that 20% um, loan to value, um, then let's look to principal only or interest only and let's stay in it for a period of time where we can make a cash on cash return that is desirable. Or subordination. Yeah. If, and, yeah. yeah, and then we thought about subordination from yeah. there um, and how we can make that payment work. And so from the subordination, I realized um, we, with our imbalance after, you know, after we give that down payment to the seller, we still have to be able to make the payment work with both loans, number one. Um, and then number two, you got you to gotta still, uh, what, with what, what you're giving to the seller on the second, um, you still have to make the numbers work on that, either amortized or doing a principal only or an interest only. And, um, and, and then that's how the whole deal comes together, right? So, that's right. And now all of a sudden, on a deal that's marginal at best, and most people would not even show any interest in, we came up with three or four or five different options that we could present. We don't have to. You, know, you could bypass this, but as a wholesaler, what our goal is, is hey, we're looking to figure out ways that we can structure deals, we can solve a, a seller's problem, we can pass it on to a buyer that'll make sense, they can make money on it, and we can get paid in the middle. Is this a super home run deal? No, um, but, uh, it's still workable and yeah. and now we've presented these offers if the seller comes back maybe they want to negotiate on something and uh well it's free and clear the one thing that we can negotiate is we want a lower payment right uh, if you want a little more money up front well we might be able to figure that out you're not getting a higher purchase price that's not happening unless it becomes principal only right but, we still have some leeway that we can negotiate. Uh, sure, yeah, if we can get an $800 a month payment, uh, well, we could probably offer you a little more money. We can get a little longer term, we could probably offer you a little more money. Um, all these different variables. The goal is, is hey, let's have a conversation, see if we can work this out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanna, wanna make a point here that you can do these kind of deals in this market when the market's hot and properties are flying off the shelf, especially if, you know, if you're in a hot market like, like we are, Jeff, or California, or wherever. You can do these deals now 
And then I guarantee when the market changes, when the market shifts and properties are harder to sell, there's going to be a lot more sellers out there that, um, that these kind of deals, these kind of offers will only work for because of what they owe on it. They might be underwater, but you can make, if you can make a cash on cash return on these properties, you can make, you can put a deal together. Yep. And, and so I did, I just wanted to point, point that out. So not, you can do these deals in this market and then when the market shifts, um, you will, you will be prepared to, to make uh, a lot of money because there's not, I mean, the competition out there are just throwing, I mean, right now, mostly they're just throwing cash offers out there or they're just trying to take over existing debt on a property and um, there, there's nothing really creative about it. And what we, what we just ran through here, that's, it's creative and it's, it's finding a way to make the deal work. I promise you, we have no competition on this particular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is, this is a great example of, of a deal that all of your competitors would pass on yeah. and, and, and you would be able to make an offer. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get this. We made an offer. I, I don't even know if I really want it. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, I just know that this seller doesn't have as many alternatives as some of the others that we deal with. And I love that. And you are exactly right. Creative financing works now, absolutely works now. Um, I mean, right now, I think we, we currently have two deals, owner financing that we're selling and we'll actually go and we just sold two. And the next example, I'll show you one that we just sold and kind of similar to this, not much of a deal that we made a deal and uh, already sold and made some money on. And then uh, the third one that we'll talk about is a, a house uh, that uh, we actually just put under contract and a couple little issues with it. But I don't think that I think the owner financing part will overcome those issues. And so by the time that we do that, hopefully I have a buyer and we will have closed and uh, you'll like them because these are deals that the next one's a listed property. Um, and the, the one after that actually was listed and she could sell it on her own. And um, we paid both of them pretty close, if not more than what they were asking. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, guys. Um, hope that wasn't too confusing for you. And that was uh, awesome. it, it was awesome <laughs> for me. Uh, I learned a lot. And if you guys are able to sit down and run the numbers, you'll learn a lot as well. Um, so with that aside, guys, if you want to reach us, um, we have, if you have questions, comments, we want to be able to answer your guys' questions. Um, and so if you're confused about a certain strategy, a certain method, um, how to structure something, give us a call on our hotline, leave us a message and uh, we'll, we'll either call you back personally or, or we'll, we'll get your question on the show and uh, we'll answer it. Our uh, number is 877-409-8090. Again, that's 877-409-8090. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts at the creativefinancingpodcast.com. We're also on Facebook at the Creative Financing Podcast. And uh, we have a YouTube uh, channel that we started called the Creative Financing Show. So we're in all those places. Um, please leave us a comment, review. Um, we want to continue to grow this so we can add value to you guys. Any last words, Jeff? 
I'm looking to work with people all over the country. I have a couple of apprentice programs if you're interested. I'm happy to chat with you. Uh, we'll work on some different kinds of deals together. You'll like it. Uh, just call in the hotline. Let me know that you're interested and I'll reach out to you. Perfect. Okay, guys. Until next time, create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.